Hello and you're very welcome to this week's latest edition of the Meat Chronicles Sports Podcast, Talk a Good Game. I'm Fergal Lynch and I'm joined in studio yet again by the wonderful Mr. Jimmy Gagan. Hello Fergal, how are you? I'm good Jimmy, how are you? Good, good, yes. Uh, another busy weekend. Yeah, they're all busy now Jimmy, rolling in, one rolling into the other nearly at this stage, but uh, weather turned a bit shitty the last couple of days. It'll definitely soften the ground ahead of the Irish Grand National at Fairy House next Saturday, or next Monday. Sorry, next Monday, the Grand National, yes. Another big occasion, hopefully uh, Gordon Elliott will be looking to, to make it two in a row in the Irish Grand National, but some good horses, some local entries in it as well. Um, you know, Noel Mead has a good chance going uh, and, and on to Pemmy or something like that is the name of Noel Mead's best chance. Yeah. That's as good as it gets for me now in terms of tipping. But uh, Fairy House Weekend is always... Easter weekend at Fairy House, sorry, is always a great weekend's race and, and it's sure to be a huge crowds at that. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are looking at But the main focus of the weekend, probably from terms of our listeners and, and judging by the numbers that are listening to us, it's it's the GEA seems to dominate what people want to know about. So we'll jump straight into it. Jimmy, you were at uh, the last remaining game, unfortunately, due to tragic circumstances in, involving the Simonson Club there. First round game with Wolf Tones had to be postponed until last Friday night, I think it was, against Wolf Tones. Yes, indeed, Fargo. Yes, uh, up in Bruce Hill, the match was against uh, the Tones, as you, as you say. And, uh, you know, Simonstown won. You know, it was a very impressive uh, performance by them. 2 way to 1 9, I think it was. Yeah, 2 way to 1 9. So, a very impressive performance by them. Uh, you know, they played a lot of good football and a uh, hugely poignant occasion, as I say. Uh, for all the all involved in the club, yeah, Sean and Tobin played and Sean a very Tobin brave played, yeah. decision, and it must have been so yeah. tough for him. Absolutely. What was the what was the mood like, Jimmy, amongst the players? It had to have been. You don't like to think that you know things like this can galvanize, or, or you need things like that tragic accident to happen to galvanize a team or to bring people together. I'm sure Simonson are already a tight bunch, but. I'm sure the the outpouring of emotion must have been huge. Yeah, well, I was talking to manager Des Lane afterwards, and he was talking about how they they, they sought to, you know, keep the emotion out of it. Really, you yeah. know, and it was very difficult uh, thing. To very difficult, very very difficult thing to do. But uh, you know, there was a, t- a tremendous sense of togetherness, uh, as you you know you might expect among Simonstown. But of course, as you said, um, Simonstown are proven winners. Yeah. Uh, in recent years. They were denied a three in a row only last year. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but they, I would don't be surprised, Fergal, if they uh, push on to win it this year. I think because they were very, very impressive in terms of the the way they moved the ball, the way they passed, the way they ran at angles. They they looked like a well drilled team and they looked hungry. And you know that's what you know as as we know uh, sport football. It's about you know it's a habit. Winning is a habit. Losing is a habit. But winning is a habit. And uh, they dug out a very difficult um, victory against a very good Tones team who will also do well. You know I was very impressed with Tones as well. Tony Carney of course is back there again. He he got him. Uh, he's got him motivated again, of course, and uh, he's got him as a, there's a couple of very good young players coming through the, the ranks there. And you know, you know, Fuinigan, of course, he's he's Saren, one of them. Yeah, yeah Saren, and um, uh, you know, so, so they will certainly be a force to be reckoned with as as we move on in the in the summer. For of course, both of them are out in action again, um, almost straight away. Wolf Tones play Champions Dunboyne, so. It's tough on Wolf Tones that their their first two games of the championship are against the last two winners. So Wolf Tones played Dunboyne in screen on Thursday night. 
and Simonstown are also uh, out on Thursday night. Isn't that Friday night? Uh, Thursday night. Wolftones against Dunboyne. Wolftones against Dunboyne. I have here a screen on Thursday night. Oh, right, okay. But uh, might might have been a change, as you know, like the, yeah, yeah. I know we put in, we have dates and times and fixtures and the whole lot in the Mead Chronicle that uh, are right as far as we were concerned, but there are always possibilities of changes and we do advise people that if they are going to a game, just check meadga.ie to get, get updates. But, uh, from the list of fixtures I have here, I've Wolf Tones against Dunboyne in screen on Thursday night at 8 o'clock and St. Colm Kills against Simonstown in Ashburn on Thursday night at 8 o'clock. We'll just say, you know, t- tough on those two teams to have to come out again and turn around uh, just not even seven days later, six days later. Um, Simonstown or Wolf Tones against Dunboyne, first of all, Jimmy. Well, you know, as you say, it's, seen both. It, it's a nightmare start for, for the Tones. I've seen both and you'd have to go for Dunboyne again. You know, the Dunboyne were impressive in the first game against Cora. Again, you would you would think that, you know, OK, they're going to win that game. They'd be red hot, red hot favourites to win it anyway. But again, the, the style of the football they played, Fergal, was very impressive. And, um, Dunboyne, yeah. Uh, Dunboyne and, you know, I, I Wolf Tones, you know, they're good, but I, I can't see them winning this one. Yeah, what about St. Colm Kills and Simonstown? St. Colm Kills were decent enough against Nafina in the first round, but uh, just left it behind them. I suppose Nafina's marginally superior attack and, and, and ability to get goals put, gave them the win and edge there. So, yeah. Simonstown against St. Colm Kills? Well, Simonstown, as I say, we're good. I, I, I'm thinking there are players like uh, Porrick McKeever, Breen Conlon. You know, I mean, I'm just wondering again. I, I, I think just frequently why they're not in the Mead panel this year. You know, obviously they've got the talent. They probably just don't. It just doesn't suit them to go in this year for some reason or other. They could be studying or work commitments, whatever it is. They're two excellent players, but they were just two of, of a very good Simonstown team. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know, Sim Colin kills. You know. They'll always be a, a, a difficult team to beat. So the, I, I think Simonstown. Okay, yeah, well, I'll agree with you on both of them fronts. Jimmy, I'll go with Dunboyne and Simonstown. Also then on, we'll see any games down for Friday night, actually. I see on Saturday, Coraha uh, and Nafina in Partolchen at four o'clock. How do you see that one going, Jimmy? Coraha, a uh, little bit, you know, might be disappointed they played well against Dunboyne in the first round and, and probably will feel that they might have deserved more but uh, Nafina were very impressive against St. Colm Kills Coraha and Nafina yes absolutely uh, but uh, Nafina as you say were very impressive uh, against Gordon Wall's team but I think that um, you know they will go on to win this one as well Coraha very good young players again well James McEntee uh, had a splendid match uh, and they've got a young, a young chap who's come on there recently. Young O'Connor, uh, he's 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 brilliant as well. And uh, I think he was, was he part of the uh, Ashbourne CS team that played got to the All Ireland Colleges semi finals. Was he part of that team? That young, probably uh, not. He uh, might be a bit young to be playing senior football. But yeah, there's some good young players, Moriarty's and as well, Connor Moriarty there. Yeah, Connor is now he's injured. He's going. He was injured f- for the first game, was and he, he, right? they, they expected he could be injured now for. For a couple of weeks, okay, so I'm not sure blow. if he's going That's to be back for that. For yeah, absolutely, Coraha, yeah, it's a huge yeah. blow. So because they're you know they're a small rural club, like you know, okay, they're very close to Ashburn, but they're a small rural club, yeah. and um, you know they, they need everybody on board. So Corahan, uh, Nafina, Jimmy, Nafina, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'll go along with you on that one. The other game on the uh, double header at Navan on Saturday sees Ratote take on Dunamore Ashburn. Uh, I saw Ratote in the first round; they absolutely demolished. 
Longwood uh, clipping in with seven goals and young Conal Hearn had a senior championship first game of the senior championship to dream of it was a sensational performance I think he scored 4-7 in total so uh, I know it'll, we're expecting another tough one both sides of course got off to an impressive start uh, so a, a win on Saturday would put one or the, would one or the other of them in pole position if, if you can go into the three month break with two wins under your belt you know, it's a great position to be in. Ratoth, as I said, hammered Longwood. Really impressive. Dunmore Ashburn were equally impressive, of course, in seeing off Summerhill by five points. So, you know, you're expecting a tight one here. Maybe experience could be the key. I know Ratoth are missing an awful lot of players. So maybe the experience of of Dunmore Ashburn that they've played together, maybe this 15 or this 20 group of 20 lads have played together a lot more and have been in a, many a battle together. So, I think I might go with Donamore Ashburn in that one. How about yourself? I would agree with you there because um, they beat Summerhill in the first round, you know, and any team that beats Summerhill, you know, it's going to be a formidable outfit. Uh, yeah, you think you're going to have to, if you want to win the championship, you're going to have to beat Summerhill, aren't you? Really, that's... Well, it's one of the big tests anyway, the, yeah. shall we say, but uh, Gabriel Bannigan there has, has the players... I, what I was impressed with them against Summerhill was the fact that they upped their tempo in the second half and they were able to do that pressing, closing down and then taking their scores with with tremendous uh, clinical touch so I would certainly go for them they limited a a pretty talented uh, attacking unit for Summerhill to just two points in the second half so obviously they have their defensive structure set up well and and are looking looking sharp now Dunham or Ashburn Trim on Saturday also playing host to a double header Rackenny against Longwood at 4.30 it's really hard to see either of these two teams finishing out of the bottom two of the group. Um, so really, you could say it's going to be a nothing game because I suppose, look, at whoever wins it will think that they have a chance of staying out of the bottom two. So who who wins between Rackenny and Longwood? Neither were impressive in the first round. Well, this is a six-pointer, uh, Fergal. Well, four, Jimmy. Yeah, four-pointer, whatever. You know, uh, no, it would go for a six-pointer. <laughs> right, because uh, Give him three for a win. Because uh, this is vital, you know. Yeah. This is a vital touch. Uh, well, it gives, you a mar- it gives you a chance. Well, yeah, I mean... If you lose this... But if you lose, you're really If you lose, you're out. But, but with, with two in each group finishing in the... Uh, in the relegation playoffs, it's difficult to see how Rakenny and Longwood are going to pick up points against. Well, Longwood obviously didn't pick them up against Retort, but neither of them are going to win against Dunham or Ashburn. Neither of them are going to win against Summerhill. And Rakenny have already lost to Manalvi. It's hard to see Longwood beating Manalvi as well. So it's hard to see anything other than these two teams finishing in the bottom two. But as I said, a win here will give. Give one of them an opportunity that if maybe they can, if if say if Longwood could win, maybe sneak a win over Manalvi then. Yeah, or? well, I would have to go for a Kenny in this game. Would you? Uh, I think the I think the ledges, uh, you know, with Donald Kyogen there obviously, but uh, you know they, they have a they have some very good players there as well. So yeah, I, I went and, I went with Longwood um, just on on the assumption that. While they took a heavy defeat against Retote, I think they're still, you know, they're riding the crest of a wave with being in senior football. I don't think that's going to dent their confidence too much. Rakeni, on the other hand, took a good hiding off Manalvi and they've been there and they've, you know, I know they tend to pull out a result or two here, but that was as comprehensive a beating as I've seen Rakeni get in a, in a long time. Um, so I think maybe if, if Longwood can regroup, not let the, the Trounce and Retote get into their mind too much, I think that they might be able to Pull one over. Don't know if well, Owen Lynch is available for Longwood yet. I know he missed that game against 
uh, St. Colin, who, who the, yeah, against St. Colin, or sorry, against Retolt. Uh, so he was a huge loss there to them as well. But uh, the second game on the double header, then, Jimmy, in trim, is Summerhill and Manalvi. So as you said, yeah. you've seen Summerhill. We know what they're capable of. I saw Manalvi, as I said, against Rakenny. Very impressive going forward. Good attacking players. David McLaughlin coming back into the team. Came on as a sub after being injured for the last couple of weeks. Scored 1 2. You know, Killian O'Sullivan is there as well. He's a huge threat. They have plenty of scoring threats all over the field and a very strong defensive unit. But I still think Summerhill are going to be too strong for them. I still think so as well, uh, Fergal, because uh, Summerhill, as you say, they they played had a very good uh, first half in their opening round game against Dunham or Ashburn. Now, they did fall away badly in the second half, and that's a worry that Declan McCabe will be, uh, be worried about that because he, he likes to play them in a certain way. It's about passing movement, you know, getting the ball off early. Uh, it worked well for them, but, um, you know, I still think they're... And the need to win this. Yeah, if they don't yeah. win this now, you know they're yeah, they're up shit creek without a paddle, Jimmy. One well, of the top teams, paddle, but they're up creek. Well, uh, I might put it like that, Fergal. <laughs> but but one of the top teams in the in the championship uh, looks like they could be out. You know, if they, I, I know that they're not they're, in theory they wouldn't be. But uh, you know, they need to win this. I think they will have enough to win it. Yeah, yeah. So the final game on Saturday then sees uh, Navan Matney's in action in Simonstown against Screen at seven thirty on Saturday. Mm. Um, you know, the kings of Mead GA, Mead football, really the two most decorated teams in, in Mead club football, uh, Navan Matneys and Screen. Probably neither are at their, well, no probably about it, neither are at the peak of where they used to once be. But uh, there's signs of resurgence in O'Mahony's. They showed plenty against Sanchestown in the first round. I know they lost Gary O'Brien to a fairly contentious red card. Uh, and they also lost Niall McCaig late on to a black card, which allowed Sanchestown to bring the gap from, I think it was 10 points, could have been in at one stage, down to three. I was impressed with Navin O'Matney's, and I think I'm not overly impressed with how Screen have started the year compared to last year. They're, they're struggling in the league. They struggled to get past St. Pat's, I think, in the first round. Uh, so I can't see anything other than a Navin O'Matney's win in Simonstown on Saturday night. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, I would agree with you there. Uh, Screen, though, are on the way back. They, you know, they're the very, you know, they're a very formidable force. And uh, I think I think O'Matney's okay, yeah. But yeah. probably have too much for them there. And Sunday then in Rakenny, we have St. Pat's against Gail Colum Kill. Um, Gail yeah. Colum Kill, of course, haven't started off the year well at all, struggling a bit in the league and just not at the levels where they used to be. Maybe Lar Wall has looked at the last couple of years where Gail Colum Kill have been a huge threat early on in the year, have done well in the Fesh Cup, have done well in the league, uh, done well in the early stages of the championship, but then when it's come to the latter stages of the championship, they've faltered. So maybe Lar Wall is like a like a good racehorse trainer. Maybe he's just timing Gail Colum Kill's run that uh, he's going to just get them over the fences and but when they hit that final furlong then he's going to hope that they have an extra sprint in them. So I would expect that they're going to be too strong for St. Pat's. Hard to see St. Pat's again, a bit like the Rakeney and Longwood earlier on. It's hard to see them staying out of relegation trouble. Um, so I fancy Gail Colin Kill comfortably really in that one. Yeah, I, I would have give, I'd give them the edge as well. But Davy Cahill will have his, his team... Uh, well, you know, well set up for this oh, one, David I think. Oh, yeah, he's an excellent manager, no uh, very doubt. Good, you know, a very good manager, you know, and he's, he's um, 
Uh, he's had success. No matter we kind of have to say that though, because his daughter does work yeah, here, you know, well, um, and she does listen. Yeah. So I, I know I got daggers last week when I predicted that St. Pat's are going to be relegated in the paper, and and uh, Linda wasn't overly impressed. But uh, it is hard to see them in, in yeah, anything but, else other than relegation issues, isn't it? Yeah, well, I know I said Davy is a very good manager, but yeah, I mean they will they will struggle, I think. But at the same time, St. Pat's are one of these teams that are always capable yeah. of digging out a victory yeah. when you least expect it. They've done it time and time again, they year do. after year. They've stayed in the championship when at times everybody had written them off. So. <laughs> you're going to write them off aren't you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, after all that you're going to well, write them well, off well for this game I, think yeah, I, yeah. I certainly wouldn't write them off uh, secure uh, you know maintain their place in the championship <laughs> yeah, in, in okay. the senior grade but yeah I, th- I think Gail Conkill will win this one you know in Ashburn on Sunday then we have Dunshockland and Centralstown um, this game is probably you know some quarter some people would have thought that Dunshockland could find themselves in a relegation dogfight but Against Gail Colum Kill, they showed enough to suggest maybe that their eyes could be on a bigger prize rather than just staying out the relegation battle. Centralstown's loss to Navanamatnies, I suppose for both this te- both these teams, that means that this game is, as you said earlier on, a six pointer, but it's really a four pointer. I think whoever loses this one is going to be in relegation trouble along with St. Pat's. So I thought Centralstown were decent when O'Mahony's were depleted in Walterstown in the first round I can't see Dunshockland I can't see them getting that type of stroke of luck two times in a row I think Dunshockland showed enough in their first round game against Gail Colum Kill to hint that they might have enough to get over the line in this game and stay out of relegation trouble yeah I mean, that fighting spirit that was evident uh, against O'Mahony's uh, could emerge here Centralstown I'm talking about now yeah. they, you know they, Definitely they were out that, of it yeah. weren't it they were well out of it yeah. but, so they showed a spirit of self-belief and uh, it's a great quality of course to have that if they think you know no matter how much they're down they didn't give up the fight. No, there's de- no, no, there's definitely nothing between these two teams. Well, I, 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 I think Centralstown might just edge it. You're going for Centralstown. Yeah. I went for Dunshockland in okay. that one. I think that, uh, that's pretty much. I'm pretty sure that's all the senior games anyway that we've gone through. Um, just looking through down the list here, not nothing else. Then a lot of intermediate games. Of course, we might just have a quick fly through the intermediate and just get maybe one word or two word answers. And Group A, Nobber play Mead Hill. Um, I think Nobber would win that. I went for Nobber myself. Also, then you have Kilmainham against Drumbarra. Drumbarra, they were so far ahead against Banlaw and then fell away. That's Ban- I think Kilmainham might edge that one. Yeah, I went with Drumbarra. I just thought the fact that they did get so far ahead of Ballon Lock shows that they have a bit in them. Group B, uh, Balnabracky v Castletown. Yeah, um, Balnabracky, again, the pressure's on them. They were one of the teams I felt it would do. We, we all know that we all expected that to do well in the intermediate championship. Virgil, um, they, they fell against Trim, they lost out in Trim in round one. I think they, they could win this one. Or two Castle, words. One or two words. Castletown are, are doing good. One or two words. I think uh, Ballon and Bracky. Okay, I went with Castletown. How Castletown are, are flying in the league. Okay, it's a lower, a lower division, but uh, they're flying. You can't beat winning momentum. Sidden against St. Michael's, Jimmy. Um, Sidon I mean they are struggling they can't you know the playing in Division 1 I don't know seems to have undermined our confidence looks that way yeah yeah St Michael's I think could could edge this one yeah I went for St Michael's myself Beckduff against Trim 
Well, you'd have to go for trim here. Uh, Leave it at that. I agree know, with you on that one. So I, I went for them to win the intermediate, <laughs> so I'm going with them to win this one. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with them. Uh, also, in case anybody is wondering, the uh, Trim G Air hosting a lip sync in, in on Sunday night, Easter Sunday night. You uh, and that, Fergal? Trim G. No, I am not. No, no, very much. Uh, Behind the scenes, Jimmy. No, they wouldn't let me up on stage to do that. I'd break a hip or something. Group C of the intermediate, Dunderry against Blackhall Gales. Uh, yeah, look, it's going to be a close one, I would think. Uh, Dunderry seem to have uh, uh, a bit too much for Blackhall on this occasion. I agree with you on that one, too. Uh, two second teams, of course, in the intermediate are Dunamore Ashburn, Dunboyne, and Day Clash. Of course, this won't be an intermediate fixture next year. Because yeah. intermediate will be strictly for first teams, no second teams allowed. No second teams need apply, as they used to say. Uh, so, Dunhamer, Ashburn, Dunboyne, nothing uh, game. But Who knows with second teams from week to week, you know, but uh, I think Dunhamer, Ashburn, yeah. Yeah, I think Dunboyne took a bit of hiding. The junior champions from last year took a bit of a hiding in the first round. Um, credit to Dunboyne. My God, they have four teams. So, they have teams in, yeah. in the junior B, the junior D, the intermediate and the senior uh, I think they won in the junior D, the junior B, and the senior, uh, and only the, the intermediate team. They're the only ones. So it's remarkable to be able to field four different teams in championships. So fair play to Dunboyne. Uh, Delete Belliestown against Walterstown. Well, I go for Delete Belliestown here. What you know? So yeah, Walterstown are Walterstown are, are, are struggling. They're a bit of free fall. Jimmy, I think we're going to leave the uh, the football there for a minute. I just want to give a quick mention as well. I got a note from uh, the Mead Hurland PRO. Uh, Martin O'Halloran, who is also the Leinster GA PRO, just to just wants people to let us know, let them know that the uh, the hurlers are having a meet and greet with the supporters, and they want to encourage all the young kids to go out to Dungani. I think it's on Friday, the twenty fifth of April. Uh, just going to check it out here. I know I have it somewhere written down here. Here we go. Yeah, so a meet and greet with the Mead Senior Hurlers on Thursday, the twenty fifth of April at seven p.m in Dungani. It's going to be an opportunity for all the young young kids that get out onto Park Hulchin now and they're allowed out to puck around. Get to Dungani, meet your mead hurlers, meet the stars of, of the the ash in this county as they embark about to embark on a Christie Ring Cup campaign that of course the last time they were in the Christie Ring Cup they won it. So this could be a great opportunity for the young people to get out. So we're asking parents to Get the young players together, get the and, and the girls of course, get their hurls and their slithers and head out to Dungani on Thursday the twenty fifth of April at seven o'clock just to meet up with the Mead hurlers, say hello, wish them the best of luck, and of course have a bit of a puck around with them as well. So it's a, a great opportunity uh, for them to do something like that. Jimmy, uh, it was a busy weekend as well on the rugby front. Navin were involved in um in two well, I won't say two big games, one really big game. Uh, and one game that they just needed a point to qualify for the All-Ireland League Division 2 playoffs. You might just start with that one. They, they beat Nina. Or sorry, they lost to Nina by a point, but picked up a bonus point. Vital was, bonus point, because yeah. it was just about enough uh, to edge them ahead of Queen's University for third place. Now, the, the you know now they play Cashel in the semi-final. That's next Saturday in Cashel, uh, Fergal. And, uh, you know... <sighs> Who knows which way that's going to go because the t- teams played each other home and away already this season. Um, Cashel won one, Navin won one. So I remember Navin's uh, won in Ballery's Gold yeah. with a last minute try by Paddy Fox. It helped him along the way. It was a dramatic finish to the game. 
you know, but uh, Navin are playing very well. Uh, you know, this it's season. the position they wanted to finish. They wanted to finish third in the league because it meant they avoided playing, having to play Buccaneers who were second from bottom or third, second from bottom or third from bottom in Division One B. Second, from, second right? from bottom, yeah. So managed to avoid them. But it's it, so the winners of this game, Navin and Cashel will play the winners of Buccaneers and uh, you don't know who they're playing. Uh, Queens. Queens. So and then the winners of that final will get promoted to Division yeah, 1B. Highfield are already promoted from Division t- to 2A. A. Yeah. So, uh, um, Cashel were second, Navin third, Queen's fourth. So, um, t- second play t- uh, third, yeah. uh, 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 you know, and they've got home advantage. Okay. So, that's Cashel against uh, Navin. So, you know, uh, I don't think... Uh, fourth would have put them against Buccaneers. Buccaneers, who are obviously a higher division. Yeah, so, that yeah. was something they wanted to avoid. Wanted to avoid that, yeah. And understandably, so... Uh, but know, it would be remarkable to get another promotion. Yeah, for they've, like, they've won successive come, promotions. They've come all through the ranks. Like, they've come up from Lens, the Leinster Junior, uh, Division 2 2C, 2B. Now they're looking for promotion out of 2A. It really has yeah. been remarkable. And then you, there was a, a restructuring along the way as well, Fergal. So, yeah, they got pushed back down. Yeah, again, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they've, they've done it cr- extremely well. Now, they're really going into the big leagues. If they do get promoted from Division 2A, it, it will be a big challenge for them. They certainly have the, the players. Look, the, the record is, is very good. They have experienced players, some very good young players as well. That combination of, of, uh, of youth and experience is a powerful Important force in any yeah, so for any just, team. When we just talk about the youth that Navin have brought through. They were in an All Ireland under eighteen yeah. final at the weekend. Bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Yeah, there was a, a real touch of farce to this. Uh, it it was uh, Navin played Skibbereen down in Mullingar. Now it was hardly a neutral yeah, venue. Yeah, yeah. You know, but anyway, that's halfway, where. That's halfway. <laughs> yeah, Mullingar. Uh, I'm not sure what Navin map Skibbereen. was being used there, but um, anyway, Skibbereen made a trip up. Big, a uh, lot of supporters as well. Big support. And Navin, the match was a great game, to and fro. Navin were ahead twice. Skibbereen hauled them back, and it finished ten ten. So we're extra we're, time or we're, replay, Jimmy? Did it go to extra yeah, time or replay? Yeah, it went to neither, Fergal. Oh, and and even that. even the even what you might expect to a first team score a try because in Leinster that's how it works. The first team the score a try wins the game. Well, that's ridiculous. And too, that, that was Navin, but that even that didn't apply. What applied was that they shared the trophy, and it was like uh, somebody had put a a, a a pin in the in the in the party balloons or something like that because not you know. Yeah, people were saying, "Well, that's it's, that's not a satisfactory is, outcome for this either. is unsatisfactory." Yeah. The players were extremely disappointed. You know, I think they would have preferred to lose if that was, but at least to have a, a second chance or replay yeah, or yeah. extra time or something, even five minutes extra time. Even and a even a, a penalty kicks competition or something uh, rather than well, yeah, I just mean, her, leaving uh, it like that. Her, oh, here you, know, you go, like, like that's something that you do with with under young kids, you know, yeah. rather than disappointing under them and having them going off dis- saying, ah, look, we won't let Adam lose yeah, well, here. These, are, these are two winners, two the, dinner dances. The, and the, these are young men and... 50 uh, medals you know, the, will have to be presented. And yeah, I mean, but it's a brilliant uh, Navin team because they, they've played over 20 games, I think it was close, near to 25, and they've only lost one match all season. Uh, there are another couple of uh, finals uh, this Wednesday and then next Saturday. But... Um, you know, certainly. I hope. I hope it, it's certainly an satisfactory way to finish any competition to share a trophy. Yeah, and this week's paper as well, Jimmy. We have a comprehensive. I think it's six pages on the uh, Mead Primary Schools five-a-side yeah. soccer uh, finals that were held out in the MDL last week. So uh, I advise anybody that was that was. Uh, or had kids or had a team or an interest in that. You know, there was victories, of course, to Leek, Dunboyne. 
Uh, I know Dunderry were involved in a final there as well. So there's plenty for for Kildalki as well. Of course, one one as well. So there's plenty for all the schools in the county and the parents. There's plenty of photographs, match reports, and the whole lot. So we, you know, go out there yeah. and buy your paper. You know, you can't underestimate buying a paper. I know in this day and age, it's too easy for people to pick up their phone and read all that they want to read on the phone. But you won't read anything about these on your mobile phone lads or you won't find it in 10 years time on the internet if you want your photographs of your kids playing and your teams schools teams playing and these things go out and buy your local paper that's what that's what we're there for we're there to provide a service for the the clubs and the kids of this county that want to see their name and their picture in the local paper as i said 20 years time when they're when the winners of skull column kill who won a, a final out in mdl when the Google and Skull Column Kill, Mead Primary Schools, Fives. You won't find that anywhere on Google. Yeah, it's usually a very well organised uh, competition, that as well. Um, you know, you've uh, people like Paul Holland there, very, if, oh, uh, man, you yeah. know, very yeah. efficiently run and, and, and uh, very good at getting in, in the information for schools and uh, so on, getting them into the media outlets. So, full credit to the Paul yeah, and, yeah. and all the gang out there. Yeah. Um, as a, we we were just talking a lot of the talk in the office, of course, uh, yesterday when we came in was uh, thankfully the, the bad weather in Augusta. They sent the final round and the Masters out in three balls so that they could try and get it finished early. And I meant nobody had to stay up real late. But what a remarkable story, Tiger Woods. I know it's not something that's going to be covered in the Me Chronicle this week, but it has to be one of the one of the sports stories of definitely of a generation, if not ever. A remarkable comeback from Tiger Woods would you be a golf fan Jimmy would you have uh, much well uh, I certainly Tiger? keep an eye on it uh, Fergal I mean you know uh, Mead were great at comebacks but uh, <laughs> in their glory days but uh, I think that they would struggle to, <laughs> you know, to match anything like that look it was a brilliant uh, I mean he was written off a few years ago so and I suppose it's a triumph really that gives uh, hope to us all uh, all the, the also runs shall we say who yeah, in, yeah. In, in any competition that are, are, are people who feel that they, they've had their, a team as, or a group or a player or whatever has um, know, had his or her day that yeah. you know they can come back if, you, if of, you believe a lot of people be grudging because you know, he's not a particular he doesn't come across I don't know obviously I've never met Tiger Woods I saw him a few times playing I saw it was at the Ryder Cup and uh, I saw him playing a few times at, at different events, but he's he's not a very warm person. He's not a very he, he he seemed quite rude at times. So a lot of people would begrudge this type of uh, success for him. But I know he had his troubles. He had a lot of issues in his personal life, um, which uh, listening to a lot of commentary over the last couple of days and how he's done, some people are struggling to forgive him for his errors. You know, for his errors, as if. They've never made a mistake in their life before, and and uh, you know we all make mistakes, and well, we all uh, I know tigers are end up in high profile, and you have to forgive no matter what. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Porrick, uh, Harrington, uh, somebody like that was was derive great uh, encouragement from this as well, because he's a player who many have written off, uh, you know, when you know for winning majors and so on. But yeah, but Tiger was totally written off. Four back surgeries, a couple of knee surgeries. That man was struggling to walk, couldn't even get out of bed. He was ranked as low as 1199th at one stage just a couple of years ago in the rankings and he came back and he won at East Lake last year at the, towards the end won the PGA Tour Championship there at the end which gave an indication that he come back and performed well at the British Open or the Open as they don't like to call the British Open the Open performed well at the PGA 
He's now on 15 major titles, uh, his fifth green jacket to win at the Masters. Of course, he knows these courses real well. But uh, the two more uh, majors that are coming up, Pebble Beach, I think, and Black, uh, Beth Page, I think he's, he's well aware of how to win on those tracks as well. I wouldn't rule him out matching Jack Nicholas's record of 18 majors. It's a remarkable, phenomenal sports story. From a rise from a young man up to the absolute pinnacle of a sport, crashing out nearly into oblivion to rise from the ashes again then and come back and, and do what he did at the Well, he, he was smiling at the end. You know, previous years... Smiling, when he, he was roaring. I'd never seen emotion like when, that. When he was... When he was um, uh, you know, in his glory days, shall we say, the first first time round, he he had this arrogance about him. Yeah. And, uh, but I think he, he's learned. I mean, humility is a great thing in yeah, many well, cases. He's certainly been but humbled. It, I, in, oh, like, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's come through that, you know, and you have to admire. Through uh, his own I errors. I suppose he, yeah. he's seen, he's shown the mental strength. He's, he's come back. He made mistakes. Uh, you know, he, he got into a lot of trouble. But he he showed the mental. It's an it's a, you know an indication of the mental strength and put him there in the first place. Yeah. And he showed it again, Fergal, in making that comeback. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, you know he said he said something before the tournament started, and it was quite poignant in that he said somebody asked him a question. You know what would winning the Masters mean? He says, well, I don't need to win it, but I want to win it. Well, financially, certainly. You know, doesn't. so it, when he was going through all this shit in his life, it, it pretty was it was a big bucket of shite is what he was going through for years and years easy and for- years he it would have been very easy for him just to throw his hat at it and say you know what i'm done with this i don't need this in my life. i'm i'm up to my eyes with money i don't need this hassle in my life but he didn't he loves the game of golf well it, he came back he needed fergal uh that acclaim that sense of uh, that uh, sense yeah, of, of achieving it, yeah. something at the end uh, of a of a hard weekend or a hard competition, just is to prove it to mania? himself. No, I wouldn't say it's even. It's just a sense of pride. I would say, uh, because nothing in life would probably match that for him. It's oh, like no. it's like the Rolling Stones. Like they're, they're you know they were they were going to go on tour this summer. Mick Jagger. It's no. It's just that sense of going yeah, out there yeah. and and achieving something. They well, don't he always seemed to want more. He wanted more and wants more of everything in his life. And that was his, that was. It led to his downfall in certain respects, but it, it's also that hunger and appetite has led to his. Uh, Path, yeah, well, we've often seen great, but great sportsmen going for that one more big day, one more payday. We, yeah. you know, we saw. No, I mean, I mean, payday not financially, but in in the yeah, sense of, yeah, of, the of, of achievement. But one man who won't be getting one more big payday, or maybe he will be getting one more big payday if I the FAI will, yeah. accept his offer to uh, step away, is uh, FAI. What is he, vice president? Executive president. Executive vice president, president is what he is, John Delaney. Been the sports story that's dominated the Mead page or the uh, local, sorry, not the local, it has dominated yeah. local pages as well the last couple of weeks. It was an awful farce in front of the Oireachtas last week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's annoyed a lot of uh, soccer people and, and non soccer people as well, but certainly in the soccer community, um, you know, people can't understand why not just come out and tell the soccer community, the people of Ireland uh, who uh, um, support the team, what exactly is going on there. You know why? Why does it have to be so much uh, cloak and dagger stuff? So you know, people are annoyed with that. And it was, um, you know, that that uh, public accounts committee hearing was uh, a very unedifying viewing, really. You know, or listening. So yeah. they, they our own Gary Rogers, who uh, we've had in on this podcast, has been vocal in, on the front page of the Chronicle this week. Uh, the headline is Rogers broadside at the FAI. Obviously. Gary is the chairman of the Professional Footballers Association of Ireland. 
uh, and he issued a statement expressing disappointment at the FAI in relation to the matters arising out of John Delaney's appearance at the Oireachtas hearing and the subsequent revelations that have come out since. Uh, just a brief bit of it here. Um, I think he said it was a new low point for Irish football. He says, while many of the public were shocked by the inability of those attendees from the FAI and in particular the blatant stonewalling by the former CEO unfortunately for us as players and for our representatives this is the standard response that we have become accustomed to over the last few years said Rogers so Gary's at the coalface there this the revelations that the rest of the country are hearing about John Delaney and the FAI is nothing new to Gary and, and the players that are in the League of Ireland no, uh, well, like so many other people, as I say, in the soccer community, uh, Gary is and the players, they're, n they're not impressed with this. Yeah, well, Gary said it's embarrassing. He embarrassing, says the lack, yeah. the lack of priority given to our league, to our own league, is embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Damn, isn't it? Well, yeah, it certainly is. Uh, well, I mean, one of my favourite uh, quotes, soccer quotes, is somebody saying some years ago that the FAI uh, resembled uh, a constantly exploding clowns car right you know okay, so yeah. lurching from one crisis to the other that's the that has been the way of the FAI it seems to have been like that for years and years um, it looks like they still haven't got their house, their house in order what I'm worried about is Fergal if, the, if the, you know the, the funding will be stopped you know at, yeah, the, at yeah. the moment it's stopped but if it if it goes on over a long period of time the clubs will suffer and, the and, FAI, and there the won't F be there won't be the support there for youngsters to learn yeah, the game well, the FAI AGM is due to be held in Mead I think in the Knightsbrook Hotel in Trim later in the summer and uh, when John Delaney was down of course he's done great things for that's what I say junior soccer clubs grassroots clubs loved John Delaney because he'd arrived down with the checkbook and was handing out grants here there and everywhere and when he announced that the FAI AGM was going to be held in Trim, uh, I think came with it a promise of a windfall for soccer in the North East. Um, I wonder will that still stand? You know, I think he's talking well, will, will a he, lot of money. Will he be actually allowed to uh, be at that? Uh, well, I'm not sure, uh, if he, but he gave a commitment you know, as CEO that there will be a windfall for the soccer in the northeast because of this FAI. So yeah. is it is was it a John Delaney commitment or was it a CEO well, you see, of that's, the FAI? That's commitment? the thing about the FAI now. Not everything is up in the air. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen. And it's that uncertainty that will uh, that can't be allowed to a vacuum cannot be allowed to to be created for too long. One man I feel very sorry for is Carl Dervin who formerly yeah. of this parish he used to work here of course in the Chronicle. Uh, took up a new post very recently as the director of communications at the FAI, and yeah. Cahill is a very confident man and great at his job and a great communicator. Good guy. What yeah. a shitstorm he's walked into. Well, you know, <laughs> uh, baptism of fire. Oh, I don't put mighty. <laughs> I feel sorry. Would for be Cahill. one way of putting it as well. It's a baptism of fire, but Cahill, but, you know, yeah, he, no better he, man. He'll do he'll a better he'll man do a proper his... job. And, yeah, and, and uh, Maybe it's partly because of uh, Cahill that you know there seems to be transparency seems to be coming. Uh, a lot clearer in the FAI, but well, definitely down to Mark Ty uh, at the Sunday Times. He did great work, work on this whole yeah. story. What a, you know, again, another example of something that I said earlier about the importance of of newspapers and proper journalism. Mm. Mark Ty's investigation there was phenomenal, and credit to Mark. Full credit, yeah, to him, because uh, you know who would have thought it, that all this was going on behind the scenes? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, I think that's going to pretty much wrap up Talk A Good Game this week. Anything you, you want to add? Again, it's going to be a hectic weekend. Mead Ladies, of course, are out in the National Football League Division 3 semi-final to play Longford in Kinnegad on Saturday at 2.45. 
um, better remember to mention that uh, need to win that which would set up a, a National League final on the Maybank holiday weekend the Saturday of the Maybank holiday weekend Mead of course you need to win that division to or win that title yeah. not win the division win the title to get promoted well they have in a sense won that you know, oh, well, they you were know by you know, miles top miles of the league top, yeah, but yeah. they still have to finish it off now because that's the unfairness games, yeah. of it because you know they could lose they could lose uh, on, on Saturday uh, and it, w- it would be very unfair but I mean that's the way it's structured it's crazy you know it's, the first crazy. team should be promoted rather than playing in a final crazy going on Jimmy, once again, I don't know where time absolutely flies. No matter how much we try to say we're going to keep this to a half an hour so we don't bore people, we're heading for 41 minutes at this stage and we didn't even have any audio to add in from managers around this week. But uh, we'll have a bit of audio from the games that we're at next weekend. We'll have uh, chats with some managers after the game and we'll bring you all that uh, information in next week's podcast. Also on next week's podcast, uh, we will probably have the aforementioned Martin O'Halloran in Leinster GAPRO. Martin has promised us from Leinster GA a couple of tickets to give away for the Mead Offaly game in the first round of Leinster Championship in Park Tolchin on May the 12th. Uh, it's also going to be a double header with the Mead Hurlers first game against London in the Christie Ring Cup. So in a conjunction with Leinster Good GA, price. we'll have two tickets to give away. We'll give details on that competition next week. But as for now, I'm Fergal Lynch. That's been Jimmy Gagan, and we've been trying to talk a good game. With the art and the pride I know you got soul I know you can eat my gold This has to be a virtue 